0: uh, Come grow with us is this message. And so let me begin by uh, before you turn to Psalms 33, Psalms 34, verse three. And before I pray, let me just ask you a couple of questions. Why are you here? Why are you here? And for those who are watching this podcast or for those who are watching Facebook Live, because you're with family, you're with loved ones, you couldn't make it today. Your desire was to be here, but your schedule couldn't allow you to be here. And perhaps for those who are uh, connected with us on Facebook and you're plugging in and you haven't attended here as yet. Um, why are you watching? Why are you here? Is the question. Is the question. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus name, we pray. And we submit to your anointing. We submit to your agenda. We submit our hearts to you in 2017. Father, your people have come and the question is asked, why are we here? And we pray that the revelation that you're going to give to us will answer that question and that we will know beyond a shadow of a doubt why you've assembled us for such a time as this in this city. In this time in history, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. So why are you here? Why are you here? Well, let me answer that question for you. The word come is a word of commission. It's a word of summoning somebody. It is a word of of needing to get your attention. When I tell my children come, they recognize my voice and they know that a person of authority has told them to stop what they're doing. Because what I have to share with you is more important than what you were doing. Someone say come. We know this to be the fact based on salvation. That some of us were doing our own thing and then we heard the word come. It doesn't matter how good it was. It doesn't matter how pleasurable it was. We heard the word come. And we stopped what we were doing. Told the people we with, I got to go. Because I've been summoned. I don't understand it. But all I know is that this word come came from someone with more authority and with more ability and has more pleasure for me than this thing that I've been involved in. That's how powerful salvation is. That's how powerful salvation is. It doesn't matter how far you think you can go from God. When you hear the word come, it grabs your attention. And so in 2017, you heard the word come and here, you have gathered at 1300 Mount Vernon Avenue. Why? Because prophetically for 2016, God has orchestrated and he has ordered your step. And he says it is time for you to come to the gathering place because I have a word for you. Twelve months and here we are coming together. And the Lord spoke to me and said, this is not the harvest. This is simply the gathering. That it's prophetic that there's gatherings happen all over the place for those who hear the word come. And so if you heard that word, God is in the midst and he has an assignment for you for 2017. So he says, Rowan, I have orchestrated the people that have come. Some have relationship with you, but they got a greater relationship with me. And so daily I thank God. I'm honored to be leading the most beautiful, bold church in the entire world. Because God has orchestrated. God has summoned you. You don't know why you got in your car and paid the amount of gas and to come here, but God knows because He says, "I have orchestrated it. I have, I have, I have orchestrated it." I know the notes that I need. I know the people I need to be in the seats. I know the individuals that I need to be speaking to for this time. Someone say come. Come. Uh Uh-huh. And so here it is now because the vision, let me share the vision with you again. He says that the gathering place, we are to serve a multi-generational, multicultural people through ministry. That's why we call it ministry to teens. That's why we call it ministry to infants. We don't have infant ministry. No, no, we have ministry to infants. Because one is a program, but the other one's about his presence. What your children need is to know the presence of God. And not some program. How to stick something on some felt. Come on, somebody. They got to know how to live prophetically in these days that we're living in. Let it not be said of this generation that we raised a generation that didn't know God. Nor the wonders or the power that we witnessed and that we recognize. So we have ministry. We don't have, we don't have men's ministry. We have ministry to men. We're tired of men's ministry. Come on. Huh? We're tired of that. It hasn't transformed anybody. But ministry to men. Whoo. Now that's a summons from God. Uh huh. You're with me today, aren't you? Yes. You heard the word come. And so we are to demonstrate authentic faith that brings transformation in one's life. So when God summons you, he wants transformation. He's a purposeful God. He's a God of purpose. He's a God that has a strategy. So when he calls you, when he summons you, when he brings you to an authentic faith, it is to bring transformation to your life. It's to bring transformation to your life. And so in Psalms 34, verse 3, if you're there, see how this is going to work. Transformation is going to happen because God wants us to do it together. For some reason, God has orchestrated, God has summons you, and he says, we're going to do this thing together. We're going to do it together. So in Psalms 34, verse 3, the English Standard Version says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us. Exalt his name, underline that word, together. Together. So there's something that God is doing, and he wants to do it together. Oh, let's just pause there for a moment. He said, God, you want to use me? God, the person beside me is better looking. The person beside me has more gifts. The person beside me has more cash. The person besides me drives a better car. And you want to use me, God says, yes. Because those things are temporal, come on Men look on the outward appearance But God looks at the heart And God is saying if you will magnify me If you will exalt me If you will do it together I'll bring a transformation into your marriage I'll bring a transformation into your children I'll bring a transformation into your job I'll bring a transformation That you have to just stop and give me glory And just stop and look at the wonder Of what I can do Are you with me this morning? How many want to magnify the Lord with me? Come on. How many want to magnify the Lord with Pastor O? How many want to exalt his name together? Don't exalt, gather in place. Exalt his name. For some of you, he's been Jehovah Rapha. He's your healer. Exalt his name together. For some of you, you need Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Exalt his name Together for some of you he needs to be your righteousness come on somebody exalt his name together Can someone just exalt his name right now? Oh, you want to take a praise break in 2017? He's still the same God. He is still the same God. Let us exalt his name together Oh, I feel the power of God in this place Woo, Jesus Jesus Come on, someone needs to exalt his name. He's telling me to tell the gathering place, Exalt my name together. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You've been faithful, Father. You've been faithful, Father. I had some challenges, but you've been faithful. It was a rough 2016, but you've been faithful. Exalt his name together. Come on over here, exalt your daddy. Come on, embrace his glory. Embrace his wonder. Come on, I need some help in this place. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. He's a good God. He's a good God. He's worthy of the praise. My God, come on. I'm trying to move ahead, but God is saying, Come. Tell them to come, Pastor O. And if they will exalt my name together. Mm. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah hallelujah we're free to worship him we're free to magnify him we're free to glorify him we need his presence more than a program see here's the challenge you got churches that they're already over right now they did their 60 minutes and they're done Come on, they did their 60 minutes and they're over because people got things to do. But when you get together with some people that knows God has to get bigger than my situation, 60 minutes can't do it. I need 120 seconds. I need 120 minutes. I need all day to worship and praise God. Come on, I'm here to interrupt your agenda. And tell you in 2017, if you don't exalt his name, if you don't exalt his name, my God. Woo! And those who are watching us and I wish I was there. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Technology can't do it. Amen, somebody. All right. All right. All right. Amen. Amen. Come grow with us so in colossians chapter 4 verse 7 to 12 the apostle paul who is one of the one of the the pillars of the new testament just he heard come and and gave his heart to the lord and the apostle paul now is writing he's in the he's in the final days of his come on someone exalt the name of the lord i just Hallelujah. Father, I pray healing. You are Jehovah. Lord, I pray Elizabeth's healing right now of cancer in Jesus' name. I declare healing right now in your body in the name of Jesus. Sickness, you have to go in Jesus' name. We're not tolerating you in 2017. Devil, you are a liar. And we in the name of Jesus. We speak to every cell. We speak to every dry bone. And we say, come alive now in the name of Jesus. Mm. So hear the Apostle Paul. Mm, glory to God. Glory to God, come on. Glory to God. Come on, exalt His name together. I want you to exalt His name. Mm, if you don't know his name, touch your neighbor and says, why are you so excited? If you don't know why we're so excited, touch somebody and Says, why are you excited? Why are you here? And tell him, God ordained this day and I'm going to praise him. I'm going to magnify him. I'm going to glorify him. I'm going to exalt his name. Yes, Jesus. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So in Colossians chapter four, the apostle Paul now is in the final days of his ministry and he's writing. And the Apostle Paul now decides to pen by the Holy Spirit some individuals that have been faithful, that have been troopers with him, that ministered with the Apostle Paul together. It would behoove you, it would be a great resource for you to read verse 7 to verse 12 and underline the different names that are mentioned there. Some of their names in the Greek, one of them means fortunate. Another one, their name means profitable or useful. Another one of the names means the best ruler in the Greek. Another one of the name means a defense. Some of them, the name means son of rest, Barnabas. Some of them, the name means lovely. The different names specific to what you need to work together. Because when you understand that you're working with someone who's useful, someone who can rule, someone who's a defense, someone who knows how to rest, someone who's lovely, come on somebody, someone who knows how to exhort, you are part of a dream team and you are part of a team that was dreamt by God for this particular assignment. And so the Apostle Paul wants us to recognize this individual. And so here and now in verse 12, he acknowledges one of those individuals and he says, who is one of you? Someone say together together. So you gotta know who's in your midst, who's in your congregation. That's why we have to have fellowship. That's why we have to have a relationship. You don't know who's sitting beside you and what God's about to do in and through them. He says, this individual, I'm going to single them out. I'm going to, I'm going to magnify them because God is using them. He says, who is one of you, a servant of who? Christ Jesus. He greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers. So here's this individual. He's struggling now on behalf of these People and he's struggling in prayer. Why? And it says that you may stand mature and fully assured in all. Someone say all All. the will of God. So here he is now. He is praying on your behalf. He sends greetings and here's what he's doing. He's saying now because I'm a servant of Jesus Christ, I'm on my knees praying these 21 days of prayer is for us to grow. Just because we've gathered doesn't mean that we have grown. Right. 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 Just because we came because we were summons doesn't mean that we made progress. Right. Right. Just because you go to an altar and get married doesn't mean that your marriage is growing. Right. 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 And so it's important then that we understand that he first summons, he first gathers, and then he says now grow. Yeah. And so this individual recognizes how important it is because when you grow, the will of God gets revealed more and more to you. And so he says now that he wants you to stand mature. He wants you to stand with deep roots. He wants you to stand now in the midst of every situation. He's praying that you will stand and be fully assured in 2017, I'm adding that part to it, in all the will of God, I'm here to tell you in 2017, you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt, the will that God has for your life, for your finance, for your company, for your job, whatever is important to you is important to God, I believe that was a prophetic word for someone here, that God wants you to know this morning, 2017, that what's important to you is important to God, who is that for, I'm going to say it one more time again, that whatever is important to you young lady God is saying it's important to him I'm here to tell you ask God for whatever is on your heart because whatever is on your heart it's on God's heart and God wants you to know that if it's important to you it's important to him so he wants to be fully aware, fully assured, fully assured. Rich in 2017, what's on your heart is on the heart of God because it couldn't go on your heart. And it's the first was in the heart of God. I'm preaching this thing real good. Come on, somebody! Hallelujah! Whatever is on your heart, it was on the heart of the Father, and the Father is putting it in your heart so He can answer your prayer, so you can be fully assured of the will of God for your life. Someone needs to shout, Amen! Someone needs to shout, Amen! The father's heart is dropping right now into your heart and we are praying. We are praying. Let me go. We're praying, praying. And so now we say, come and you've gathered. And now we're going to move into grow with us, grow with us. There are three types of growth that I want to focus on for our time in this message. There is spiritual growth. There is personal growth. And then there's church growth. As I wrote this down, the Lord said it's specific like that, Rowan. You can't have church growth until there's personal growth. But you can't have personal growth until there's spiritual growth. Spirit, soul, body. And what's happened is that marketing... And consultants had focused on church growth. And because we're focused on church growth based on data, based on the culture, we move from power to program. That I was told there's an app you can download and it can grow your church. Why pray then? Just download the app and voila, I've got a mega church. And so what we have done now is the church is no longer relevant because, and I get it, I know you want to be relevant in the world that we live in. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be creative and we shouldn't be, you know, understand the culture. But what's happened is that we get so coddly with the culture that we now start to look like the culture and we lose the power that's available and they don't know about spiritual growth. So we can have a thousand people gathered, but no growth. Crime doesn't go down. Come on, somebody. The drug problem doesn't cease. Come on. And so we have all these believers gathered together, but the crime and the unrighteousness still rules and reign. Uh, can I preach this message to a church that wants to grow? So he says now, you got to start with spiritual growth. You got to start with the spirit. And what's happening now in the personal growth? We have the the, the personal growth movement, the the, the motivational aspect of things, which I enjoy, don't get me wrong. But now we have people sitting on couches, come on. Uh Uh-huh. And all you need to do now is just look within. And and you'll find what you're looking for, just look within. And it's very deceptive. Because if it's not for spiritual growth, you got to wonder what spirit that is that's trying to come. Huh? So God says, I want you to grow now. He wants you to grow in twenty seventeen. Because those who grow, watch this now, they'll be mature and they'll be discerning and they'll be able to impact the culture for Christ. So watch this now. Movement does not necessarily mean growth. Length of time serving Jesus does not guarantee growth. So you can be serving Jesus for 20 years and someone for two months and they're more mature than the person in 20 years. Length of time does not guarantee growth. Can I share some more? Knowledge does not determine growth. It just means you're smart. But not spiritual. Wisdom of the world and of the wisdom of God. One more. This one's an Ouch. Spiritual gifts does not necessarily confirm spiritual growth. Can I teach you about the Corinthian church? Come on, somebody. It was the most spiritual church, but they were not growing. So if movement doesn't necessarily guarantee growth, if length of time does not guarantee growth, if knowledge doesn't determine growth, if spiritual gift does not confirm growth, then Rowan, what is spiritual growth then? Thanks for asking the question. Let me answer it. So John Piper defines it, the founder of Desiring God. says, spiritual growth is not optional or marginal in the Christian life. Every person that truly believes in Christ is increasingly being transformed into his likeness. So growth means that I'm increasing in my transformation to be like Christ. Paul said that this person is praying for you. He's a servant of Jesus Christ and he's praying that you will stand mature. What is he praying? Lord, make them more like you. Not like me. Make them more like you. 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 John MacArthur says that that spiritual growth is increasing to Christ likeness. So spiritual growth then, gathering place, if we want to just, not just gather, we want to grow, write this down, spiritual growth then must be intentional. You must make a decision that you heard the word come, you obeyed that word come, and now you've gathered and now you're saying, okay daddy, what do you want? I want you to grow. Okay, I'm going to make a decision, I'm going to be intentional, that I'm going to grow in my prayer life, I'm going to grow, and it's not the things you do that's going to determine the growth. It's because you're growing while you do the things you do. It's because I'm growing, I'm doing the things that I'm doing. Not because the things I'm doing proves that I'm growing. It's called religion. It's called religion. It's called a ritual. It's called a routine. And it has a form of godliness. But you deny the... Ooh, I got a church who knows the word. Come on, somebody. And what we need is the power, the dunamis, the azuzia of God. Is what we need. So... We're going to make a decision to grow because here's why here's why in 2 corinthians 3 verse 18 We get the definition of spiritual growth And it says this that the goal or the purpose of spiritual growth is to be transformed You read this from from glory to glory to glory so the more Revealing or the more revelation you get of god you grow into that And then you get more and you grow into that. And you get more and you grow into that. So your progress was purposeful and you're no longer the way you were here. You are now more like Christ now than you were back here. And it doesn't take weeks or months. It can just take one decision. Boom. But the enemy would want you to think, oh, no, you got to do all these things and you got to do all this kind of stuff and you got to do all that kind of stuff and you don't make a decision. You don't make a decision. So make a decision. Make a decision that in my marriage, I am going to grow in my business. I'm going to grow in my prayer life. I'm going to grow everything that is important to me. I want it to grow. I want it to grow. And so it says, as we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transferred into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the spirit. The spirit. So we're now seeing that growth is something that God does. By his spirit. In your spirit that he redeemed upon salvation when you heard the word come. When you heard the word come, that was where your spirit now was quickened. And God says, ooh, now I can grow. Now I can grow. Not just only my grace, my common grace. Now I can do my grace of a deep work in your life. Yeah. Not just common grace, but a great and a deep work that needs to do. And so here it is now, the growth principle. If you're taking notes, the growth principle. First Corinthians 3, verse 6 and 7. It says this. Watch this now. So there was a division in the Corinthian church. And so there are people who were under the ministry of the apostle Paul. There are people under the ministry of Peter. There was people under the ministry of Apollos. There was people under all the different ministries. And so when they came together, they said, Hey, 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 I, I'm a Paul and, and I'm a Peter and, and I'm a, I'm, I'm of Apollos. And the real deep one said, I'm of Jesus. And they weren't together. And so people are coming in, and it was bringing confusion. It was bringing a, 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 a what's the word I'm looking for? A, a division amongst the body. And so God says, "Listen." Paul says this to the Holy Spirit. He says, "I plant, Apollos water, but it's God that gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters in anything, but only God who gives the growth." The King James says, "Give the increase." Gives the increase. So, so the Greek word for this, depends on the context, uh, can mean this. It means to cause to grow. It means to augment, which means, to augment means to add something to it to make it grow. Oh, you watch God. God now gives you his spirit and causes you to grow. So it's God's desire that you grow and he wants to guarantee it. He gives you his spirit. (laughs) Just take a pause there for a second. Selah. God has invested in your growth that he doesn't even trust us enough that we do it on our own, that he puts his spirit in us so he can call that which he's put inside of us so we'll grow. Oh my God. My, that got to frustrate the devil. I mean, it's got to frustrate the enemy. That all the tricks he tries to do to, to abort you and to, and to cause you not to grow, God says, ah, before eternity, before Christ was crucified, way before anything. Before I start something, I already finished it. Huh? Before I started. It means, to become greater, so that word magnify that we did earlier, what we were doing was saying, God, we want you to grow, not that God needs to grow, we need to grow in our revelation of God. You can't comprehend God, come on somebody, God is so big, you can't get over him, he's so deep, you can't get underneath him, he's so wide, you can't get around him. So when we're magnifying God, it's for us to see God bigger, not God to get bigger. So it's almost like going into space where they say space continues to expand and God's like, come on space came out of me So when you get me started doing this now, you know, the Holy Ghost is here. <laughs> I Love this church. I met somebody You're the best people to preach to glory to God It means to so this word grow means from a plant. It means an infant It means multiple of people. And here it is. It means the inward Christian growth. The inward Christian growth. Okay. So watch this now. So what are some of the hindrance to spiritual growth? Pastor, I've been serving God for a long time and I'm just not grown. What's going on? And here it is. Here is the hindrance to spiritual growth, the two things. Now, there's probably more, uh, but the Holy Spirit gave me these two that he wants us to focus on right now. You swallow these two, then you'll give more. Amen. Somebody. So let's uh, let's take these two. And the first hindrance to spiritual growth is a confusion between trials and temptation. Trials and being tempted. So in James, the word trial and the word tempted are the same word in the Greek. It's the same word. But if you don't understand the context, you then will apply a thought to God that's not from God and it will hinder your growth. Let me say that again. It's important to have proper theology. Not that you have to be a doctor in, in theology. I'm saying you have to have a proper theology of God so you don't prescribe things to God that's not God that hinders your growth. Because it limits your revelation of God. And you don't grow. You're still serving him, but you're not growing and you get frustrated. So we say now in James, it's counted all joy when you find yourself in various temptations. But that word means trials because the emperor didn't like Christians and they were persecuting them and they caused them to be dispersed. And here they were not going through some serious affliction. And James is saying, now count that all joy. And then they said, okay, fine. So what was happening now, that people were using the trial to compromise to the empire or compromise to the culture. And when they were compromising to the culture, they were saying, well, if the trial is from God, then then God must be tempting me then to do evil. And James had to break that theology down. And he now says, don't confuse, he didn't say this part, but I'm saying, don't confuse the Greek He's saying don't confuse what outwardly is attacking you to be a reflection of what's inward in you. Let me break it down again. If growth means the inward Christian virtue and development, then the outward things that come and put pressure on us is simply manifesting what's inside of us. So if there's joy inside of you and you understand God is good, but there's evil, When the pressures come, you will say, oh, magnify the Lord with me. I'm feeling this pressure from the culture on the outward, and I can't do it by myself because one will chase a thousand, but two will put 10,000 to flight. So I've got to find somebody and count it joy because you also want to grow and you want to grow as well. And this pressure from the outward is trying to corrupt my inward uh, virtues. So I need some help in here. I need somebody to exalt the name of the Lord and reflect and give me a revelation of God that you've received that I have not received as yet. Because your struggle is not necessarily my struggle. But if you're victorious in your struggle and God is the same yesterday, today, and he's the same, he's no respect to a person. If God is able to deliver you, he can deliver me. And if you have joy, I want some of that joy. I want the seventh dimension, come on somebody, of joy. In 2017, I'm gonna tap into the seventh dimension of joy, which is spiritual. Because I don't want to then say, I am being tempted by God, because then God says, listen, I don't tempt anybody. And he goes on now in James chapter 1, verse 13 and verse 15, he says, here's where temptation comes from. Jesus, God calls him out. He says, no, you're compromising. You're compromising in the midst of the trial. And we're going to be facing unprecedented trials. But I'm here to tell you, if we will magnify the Lord, if we will exalt his name together, we're going to grow. We're going to grow. And so he now says, let me explain to you the hindrance that temptation brings if it's not connected to the, the proper perspective of God he says each person is tempted when he is Lord and enticed by his own desire then desire when it has conceived gives birth to what sin and sin when it is fully grown brings forth death so let's go to Genesis 3 verse 6 then so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was the light to the eyes and a tree that was here it is desire to make one wise. She took of its fruit and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. So your diet or your, 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 your appetite is important for you to grow. What are you hungering after? This was, the, if you hunger thirst after righteousness, God will fill that desire. He'll fill that appetite. I'm here to say again, what, what is important to you is important to God. So he wants, for someone here this morning, he wants you to know that what's important to you is important to God. But he wants to make sure your desire is from God, your appetite is from God and not to make you wise, but to make God a wonder. Yeah. I'll say that again for somebody. It's not to make you wise because some of the things that God's going to deliver us from, come on, there is no way you can explain it. Come on. Come on. There's no way you can explain some of the things that God brought you through. It's just a wonder. It is just a wonder. How did God do that? I don't know. I don't know how he did that, but it's a wonder. And so our desire must be that. And so here it is now. Here, the second thing now that he knew. So our desire has to be not for the wisdom of man, but we have to have a desire that we want to grow. That's our desire, that we want to grow. Someone say, I want to grow. Okay, then, then come with us then. Someone say, I want to grow. Okay, so come on. Let's do this thing together, right? Let's grow. Let's change our desire. When we come here, Let's have a desire to see God glorified. When we walk in here, let's have an, antip- an anticipation, anticipation of God moving in a powerful way in our lives. In a powerful way in our lives. The second thing now that hinders growth is toxic. It's toxic. It's toxicity. And so in 1 Peter 2 verse 1, it says this. So, so put away. Ready? We went and we looked at Colossians where it says, you will know all the will of God. Now watch this now. He says in in, in 1 Peter 2 verse 1, So put away all malice, all malice, and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy. So he says put away all malice. Then he now says put away all, watch this now, deceit, hypocrisy and envy, and then he goes again, and all slander. And slander means evil speaking. So he's saying now when you speak evil, you're releasing something into the atmosphere that's causing toxicity. So when we come together, we wonder why we're not growing, because they're toxic atmosphere. And so he's now said, if you want to grow, we have to recognize, put it away. Now, this is awesome. This word to put away or to lay aside is an interesting word. Watch this. What the word means is this, is that put away or lay aside. So I have malice. I have hypocrisy. I have deceit. I have all this stuff. Right? Salvation came into my life, and he's now saying since salvation came in in Christ and the work of the, of the cross and the blood of Jesus, he says, put it away. Put it away. And I need something here, so watch this. Okay? So this is the malice. And he says, put it away. Okay? And, and that's what we do. We, we lay it aside. Okay? But we're right here beside it. Just in case. And so we come together now, and you rub me the wrong way. Oh, I'm picking that thing back up again. Don't you talk about me like that. Don't, don't you come up in here, exalt who's God? You know, I'm going to knock you out. Don't go talk to me like that. And release toxin in the atmosphere. And so we get to a church service again. We hear a good move, a good move of God. Oop, and no, we put it down like this again. It's right here, like this again. Right here. And we come together again because let us exalt His name together, right? We can't prevent it. It's God's idea. We come together and we thought we, we grew, but we didn't. And we, 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 we pick it back up again. That's not the Greek. That's not what Paul is saying. He didn't say lay lay it down. That's just one step. It's a compound word. He says lay all the malice, all the deceit, all the hypocrisy, all the slander. Lay it down and remove it far from you. (sighs) I just grew. So now we come together. And the circumstance on the outside comes and tries to reflect one on the inside. I turn. Oh, it's not there. I see glory. Because the rowing of the past would have picked it up. Come on, somebody. But now all I can do is not create toxicity. I can just create praise. Come on, somebody. I got nothing else to go to now. Come on. I laid it aside. I removed it far from me. I can't get to it. I've given it away. I can't get to it. To get to that would mean for me to go backwards and lose progress. Come on, somebody. Michael Jackson. do the. And don't you get away from the glory of God. You stay right in the glory of God. You leave that thing right where the devil had it. Come on. You give it back to him. And you say, come on now, let's exalt his name together. I laid it down and I moved it far from me that it's out of my reach. So you can't go this. You got to go this. I surrender. I surrender. Someone say, I'm growing. Come on. I'm growing. I'm growing. Now let me give you the last two things. How to grow spiritually then. How do you grow spiritually? Well, here it is. It's what are you eating? It's your taste bud. It's your taste buds. When you live in a toxic relationship... It leaves a bad taste in your mouth when you leave. And so, what we have to do now is we have to change our appetite. So, in 1 Peter two, verse two and three, it says, "It's like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. If indeed you have tasted, ready for this, that the Lord is." Oh, oh my goodness. Mm. Mmm, when that thing goes down, the Lord is good. See, I can't reach for malice anymore. i got to reach for the word. Because that, which you to sustain me, can't sustain me anymore. Mmm, the Lord is good. Come on, eat your word. Mmm. The Lord is good. My situation may not be good. They're lying about me. They're talking about me. But guess what? Mmm, the Lord is good. I'm growing. There's things inside of me. Come on, somebody. I'm growing. When I work with couples and we're working with them, I said, you can't change that person. Change yourself. Huh? Eat the word. See how good God is. Come on, somebody, You lay it aside. Don't worry about them. You lay it aside and watch God and say, God is good. God is good. So it's her taste. So David continues. We looked at Psalms 34 verse 3. He announces Psalms 34 verse 8. Oh, taste and see the Lord is good. Blessed is the man or the person who takes refuge in him. So we have spiritual milk, 1 Peter 2, verse 2. We have spiritual drink, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 3 and 4. We have spiritual uh, 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 uh meat in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 3 and 4. And we also have strong meat according to Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14. 2017 this is your appetite this is what you're hungering for right now this is what you say pastor Roe. i'm gonna drink the pure spiritual milk i'm gonna drink the spiritual water i'm gonna drink from christ i'm gonna eat the strong meat because i want to grow someone shout i want to grow i got five more minutes shout i want to grow Is everybody on Facebook Live? No, I want to grow. Come on, say, I I want to grow. Hallelujah. And here it is now. This is it. You can taste and know the Lord is good. And you can remove malice, deceit, hypocrisy, and get it away from you. But if you don't do this last part right here, you will stay in a place of circle. you will get dizzy and have no direction. And I'm here you in 2017, we can no longer be dizzy. We cannot let the political atmosphere change what's going on. We cannot allow what's going on in our banks and the economy. We can't let that shake the church. We cannot do that. We have to make a decision that we want to grow. Someone say, "I I want to grow. And here is what's required now. Ready for this? The most dangerous word. The most dangerous word. Five letters. Five letters. Trust. T-R-U-S-T. So powerful that it's on our money. In God, we trust. So to grow the economy, which is always the number one issue whenever there's an election. He said, let's grow the economy. Let's grow the economy. Let's grow the economy. And on it says, in God, we trust. So if we want to grow as a nation and we want to magnify the Lord together and break down every single barrier that hinders us from receiving the glory of God, we have to trust God. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7 says this in the living Bible. And now, just as you trusted Christ to save you, if you are born again and you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he's writing to you right now and he's saying, just as you trusted Christ to save you, that's how you got saved, you trusted Jesus Christ and the work he did in your life. Someone say amen to that. If you don't know Jesus and you're watching me, you need to accept Jesus Christ right now and trust in the work he's done. Trust in him. So, if you have trusted Christ to save you, trust him too for each day's problems. Live in vital union with him. Let your roots grow down into him and draw up your nourishment from him. See that you go on growing in the Lord and become strong and vigorous in the truth you are taught. Let your lives overflow. You ready for this? Let your lives overflow. We're starting to overflow. Let your life overflow. That means you are so rooted in God that you are producing so much that it's overflowing. I'm not talking just living to the rim. I'm talking about living in the overflow. That you have so much joy that you're not even going in the cup. It's just the stuff coming out of the cup. Oh, my God. Because you so much have trusted Jesus Christ. And he says "With, with, with joy and thanksgiving for all he has done. So we began, thank you, Holy Spirit, by asking the question, why are we here? And your answer is, because of all he has done. Where else would I be? I want to grow. I want to grow. So where else would I be, Pastor O? Then be where the Spirit of the Lord is. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there I can eat. I can eat. Are you hungry this morning? It's 2017. Come grow with us. And for those who are going to join us on the journey, you're saying, Pastor Rowan, I'm hungry for God. I want more of his word. I want more of his revelation. I want more of his goodness. I want more of his grace. I want to see the miracles. Not because I'm chasing miracles, but I'm chasing God. He's the God of miracles. And I want to see people healed and delivered and set free. I want you, God. I want to grow. Come grow with us. Come grow with us. With every head bowed, every eyes closed. I made a commitment. I said, Father, I'm, I don't want a bigger church. I want better people. I want people who are growing spiritually, spiritually. In the weeks to come, we're going to talk about personal growth, personal growth the seven ways um, to dominate your day once you understand the spiritual growth aspect. We're going to get into that. And then we're going to understand church growth. But every head bowed, every eyes closed, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've never trusted in him. I want to invite you to get out of your seat. Because we want to exalt the Lord together. And the Bible says he rejoiced. Angels rejoice over one person that comes to know Jesus. In my last 60 seconds and before manifest launches out in a song, if you're here and you don't know Jesus, I want you to make that bold move. Come, let me pray with you and trust in him. That's how you're going to grow. If you're frustrated where you are, you need to grow. You need to grow. If you're in a relationship that's not healthy, you need to grow. You need to trust in Jesus. You need to trust in Jesus. Let me pray with you. Let me come in agreement with you for 2017. Say, Pastor Roy, I want to grow. I want to grow in my relationship. I want to grow in my walk with Jesus. I want to see greater things happen in my life. You might be here and there's malice and deceit and hypocrisy and you've been heard and slander has been spoken over you and you're holding on to it. It's time to let it go so we can grow. I want you to come as well. I want you to come. I want you to come. And the last appeal that I will give for those who are watching and for those who will be watching this podcast and for you that are here, I'm a worshiper. I'm not trying to get you hype when I say let's exalt his name together. I got way much better things to do than that. I'm a worshiper. And the only way I know to grow is to worship God. Even when I don't understand him, he tells me to worship him. And I so much enjoy doing it together than by myself. I can do it by myself. But I so enjoy doing it together. If you're one of those three appeals that I've given, I want you to come and grow with us. We start the 21-day fast at 7 p.m. Start it right now. And I want you to come. There's room here for you. Some of you, your desires needs to change. We've gathered but now he's saying and I prophesy this over you that it's time for my church to grow because I declared that I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I build my church by causing you to grow so that my glory and my wonder will be manifest in your life. One more time. There is someone here. I can't get this off of my heart. What's important to you is important to God. You need to know that right now. You need to know that. That what's important to you is important to God. So come, come, come. And share your desire. Because what's important to you. What's important to you. So important to God. He knows every tear. He knows everything you're going through. He wants you to trust him. Because what's important in your heart. Was always on God's heart. And He gave it to you. Okay? He gave it to you. Trust Him. Trust Him. Trust Him. Come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Come grow with us. Come on. If you don't know Him as Savior, trust in Him. If you have a desire, come and grow with us. If you want to let him know what's important to you, he already knows to come. Come, not just gather, but come and let's grow together. Father, we thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name, name, we we bless your name, we bless your name. We bless your name bless your name in Jesus name come on put your hands together for the king of kings and the lord of lords we, we bless your name 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 hey listen overflow starts tonight if you need a book for the 21 day of fast the ushers will have it in the back listen let me tell you something here let me tell you this God Wants you to know that what is important to you, what's important to you, what's important to you, is important to God. What is important to you is important to God. Chew on that, eat that all week. And I'm telling you, you will see the goodness of God. Father, bless your people now. I thank you that they came because you summoned them to come, Lord. But I declare they're leaving here growing. And they're saying more glory, more glory. As you grow this week In the goodness of God I love you so much God bless you Hug somebody and say Let's exalt his name Together Enjoy your afternoon God bless you